Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go through the minds of people living in New York City. Being that I live in the city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's get ready to dive into these confessions with people I know and people that I've never met. Hi guys, welcome back to the next episode of the City Confessions. I'm super excited because I have Maria Maddox. She is the PR manager for Amori Pacific US, so welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor and pleasure to be here. And uh, this is my first time doing a podcast, so I'm super, super excited and thrilled to be sitting right across from you, Marianne. Thank you so much for being here. And I remembered, I think on Instagram, I kind of put like a want this sign for just like native New Yorkers or New York residents and you responded. So I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) So let's first begin with, I guess, do you want to dive more into what you do? Sure. Um, Yeah, I do public relations for a Korean beauty company called Amori Pacific. And in Korea, we are Um, A really big company. We have 28 beauty brands. We were founded back in 1945, so that gives us more than 70 years of delivering great beauty products to uh, people globally, and um, it's our 15th year in the U.S. Um, What I do specifically is that I handle PR for brands like Laneige, Mamond, and Iopay. And when I say PR nowadays, it's pretty much a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. It's events, press trips. That's where Marianne and I had an opportunity to meet a few months ago um, in Korea, um, you know, just working with press and influencers and just doing all of those wonderful things, trying to um, generate more awareness and more love for my brands. Yeah. uh, First of all, I want to say how much I love the Amori Pacific brand. for all, like all of my products and my skincare routine is literally from Amori Pacific. Oh my God. It's amazing. And it's crazy how we actually both reside in New York, but we met like in Korea. Like our I first know. introduction. Yes. <laughs> like I think I, we came out of like a fourth, at least for me, I came out of a 14 hour flight mm-hmm. looking crazy. <laughs> and then we met at the hotel, which is yes. just insane. Mm-hmm. And that was honestly just the most incredible experience for me personally. It was also my first international press trip. And I just love the fact that afterwards I was able to connect with you and all the other people. And just like, I feel like it's a family now. And it's totally Yeah. Yes. No, I'm so grateful. And thank you so much for being a part of it. I feel like we had such an amazing group of girls. Yeah. It was so much fun. I would totally do it again. (laughs) So much fun. Yes, we definitely should. (laughs) (laughs) So how long have you been with Amori Pacific? So my story with Amori Pacific dates back to 2014, the very end of 2014, when I was on the agency side and the agency started to represent Laneige. And Laneige back in the days was a very new brand to the States. Uh, It just launched a few months ago. And then I was on the team trying to uh, make it more uh, famous Mm -hmm. here in the States and generate more awareness for the brand. And then we launched it in Canada in 2015, which was a lot of fun. Um, And then I went on to um, 
another agency decided to pursue another opportunity at the very end of 2015. Uh, that did not really work out, but you know, whatever happens, happens for right. a reason. And I feel like that was a great thing that happened to me. And then I uh, reconnected with uh, my clients on the Laneige team and uh, they had an opening at the company. Mm-hmm. And that was in spring of 2017. So I started there in April of 2017 and it's been almost two years now working uh, directly at the company. Yeah, that's amazing. And if you guys haven't tried Laneige sleeping mask, you have to. <laughs> it's one of my favorite products, and it's a bestseller in Sephora. Yeah, so. and we have lip, uh, water, lip sleeping mask, water sleeping mask, and eye sleeping mask. So a lot of sleeping masks to choose from. Yeah, so check it out. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about New York. So you weren't born here, correct? Yeah, correct. <laughs> so do you want to tell me about maybe when you, when you came and just yeah. like your whole experience with New York? Yeah, absolutely. So my relationship with New York started in 2007, which is 12 years ago. And to be exact, uh, (laughs) what was it? Um, Well, January 3rd, 2007 was the date when I arrived to New York. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was my first international trip ever. So I've never been that far away from my hometown back in Russia. I'm from Siberia from a relatively small town called Barnaul, mm-hmm. uh, right in the middle of the country if you look at the map. So not so many people heard of it, but regardless. Um, yeah, so I landed here in New York and I just happened to fall in love with it. I feel like, uh, you know, the most impressive thing for me was the diversity that the city has to offer and all of the wonderful opportunities. Um, I remember maybe a couple of months after I landed, I was walking down the street in Chelsea and I've heard people speaking Spanish, and then I walked down the block, <laughs> and there were people speaking French mm-hmm. and um, Italian and um, Chinese, and it was just such an overwhelming, um, you know, feeling that oh my God, you are just walking down the street, and you are able to experience all of those different languages and cultures and fashion styles and just everything else together. And you know, my hometown did not have a luxury of offering that because it was kind of like a monoculture. Like we did have some diversity, but nothing compared to New York. Um, so that was uh, probably one of the most fascinating things that I discovered. So did you book a one-way ticket? And what was your reasoning to even come here in the yeah, first place? Well, um, I went to an English school back home. Mm-hmm. So when I was uh, through many years of the school, of course, we learned a lot about the culture of English-speaking countries, uh, USA, Great Britain, Australia, like all of those countries. And um, American culture fa- always fascinated me. Um, I feel like ever since I was maybe like 12, 13, 14, I always wanted to explore and I did not want to just like stay in my hometown. I always wanted to uh, really experience it for myself. You know, it's one thing that you see pictures and textbooks or you read a textbook or you listen to a tape or whatever. And then it's a whole different thing when you actually have an opportunity to come in and then really absorb all of that. So when I was 19, I decided to take a year off the university that I was involved in back home and um, come over and study. And I did just that. And then, you know, there's no turning back. (laughs) No, no. And yes, you're right. I had a one way ticket. I like I had $200 in my pocket, which was not an exaggeration. I know it may sound cliche, but I really need $200. I did have $200. No, when I hear stories like that, it's so admiring because 
I mean, I don't take it for granted that I'm from here, but sometimes I forget that people dream of coming to America and then specifically mm-hmm. New York. And I meet people all the time and they'll say stories just like yourself about booking a one-way, having X amount in their pockets, and then just mm-hmm. knowing that with those circumstances, they were still able to make it or even survive. I think it's like just so admirable. So that must have been like scary, but also exciting. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I feel like when you're young, you just do it. <laughs> yeah, you just go for it. I feel yeah. like now would have probably second guess myself right. and questioned every single detail. Like, oh, I need to have a full itinerary mm-hmm. in place. I need to know exactly when and where and how and how things are going to work out and have like a specific timeline in place and whatnot. But, you know, when you're 19, you've never seen any of that and then you come over and like okay well let's do it Mm -hmm. i think it's also interesting to note that even if you're not 19 and somebody who's older that if you have a dream or just a goal like Mm -hmm. just go for it and like you'll figure it out type of situation Mm -hmm. because i've been meaning to start this podcast for a while and i was kind of waiting for like the right timing and just like the right equipment and just like the right resources and it was at a point where I'm like I'm just gonna do it just launch it and like I'll figure it out and that's what I've been doing yeah you know so you just gotta I don't know just like take that first step and then everything weirdly just falls into place yeah and the universe helps yes one way or I another. totally <laughs> believe in that <laughs> so you mentioned that you love the diversity of New York is that your favorite part of the city Well, I think diversity is definitely one of the things that I enjoy the most. Um, Another thing, I think it's really that tremendous wealth of opportunities that exist here in the city. Uh, It's just, you know, you get a chance to meet with so many wonderful people. You get a chance to hear so many different points of view. And I feel like it all is kind of like linked together. You know, if you have a diverse society, like you'll have different points of view. You'll have different ideas. You'll have... Uh, crazy stories like right. you are getting to know, you know, in the, yeah. on the podcast yeah. uh, or just you know in your everyday interactions so yeah I just feel like so many opportunities are here and um, sometimes it's like a blessing and a curse there, mm-hmm. but there's not enough time to reap all of them right. and um, get a big take advantage of all of the great things that the city has to offer yeah it, you know like I remember um, when I was back in school, you know, when I was like in my early teens, uh, we've been uh, watching um, some sort of like a Broadway show uh, on a recording and never ever it could have occurred to me that I could be actually the one going to a Broadway show, like a real Broadway Mm -hmm. show and experiencing that firsthand. And I mean, now thankfully I do have an opportunity to do that and I'm so grateful but this is just you know one of the many examples and of course there are opportunities on a much bigger scale and many other things that really help you discover the world discover yourself and you know just uh, just really enjoy the life and uh, build your career build who you are yeah I agree and I think it's very accurate when they say New York is the city of dreams because it is and so many, those those dreams actually have a higher percentage of becoming reality compared to other places. Mm-hmm. So what is your least favorite part of the city? The least favorite part? Well, I feel like, yes, New York has all of these opportunities. But then, as I said before, there is not enough time to do it all. And I feel like I'm that type of a person who would really try to go for 
like as everything. much like mm-hmm. everything exactly yes i have fomo probably <laughs> um which it's not necessarily a bad thing i feel like curiosity is uh, uh definitely a good part of who i am because uh, without that i probably wouldn't be um, able to discover these things and uh, get excited and really enjoy what i've been enjoying so yes i feel like lack of time new york gives you so many things but Mm -hmm. then you really need to make time for all of that consciously it needs to be an effort Um, and i think it's true for many people especially those who have full-time jobs and people uh, who have families and it's just so many things that are happening Um, and then another least favorite part um, i think it's stress i feel like um, there are so many people here who uh, who are stressed out, and mm-hmm. I noticed that when I was working um, in Midtown, my office back then was on 50th and 3rd, so I would get off at Rockefeller uh, Street, uh, Rockefeller Center Station, mm-hmm. and then I would just walk kind of like cross town for like about 15 minutes, and then I would go through uh, a bit of the financial district over there, like Park and Lex, and I'd see so many unhappy people who would be getting to work early in the morning, cold with a cup of coffee and uh, probably I was one of them too (laughs) maybe I was uh, but I feel like um, it may take a toll on you after a while Uh, but again I think it's all about how you manage your time and how you to how you take advantage of different resources and how you take care of yourself at the end of the day no you bring up a really good point I think the energy of the city is amazing and it's contagious but it can also be very overwhelming and if you don't take care of yourself it can get a little detrimental to your health Mm -hmm. so I do think it's important to take a step back and just like dedicate me time in a way and even like do getaways because there's I mean at least for me being a New Yorker I can't be here like the whole year and not Mm -hmm. not leave the city you know it does get a little chaotic yeah, no, absolutely, I agree. I feel like uh, from time to time, having that little escape, even if it's not too far out, you know, yeah. going to the Poconos or going mm-hmm. uh, just up the Hudson or just someplace like Jersey Shore <laughs> or just like exploring some like, right. l- local places really helps a lot. And I'm curious to know how you would describe New York in one word. Hmm. I thought a lot about it recently, <laughs> to be honest. So I had a couple of ideas. It was a bit hard to choose, uh, but I think it's life. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. You just, yeah. Do you want to just explain how you came up with that? Yeah. Word? Yeah, no, I thought a lot. I mean, as I said, I've been going through different options in my head, and I was thinking, well, maybe New York equals opportunity, as mm-hmm. I said before. Maybe New York equals crazy because it is a crazy city. Uh, but then I started to think a bit deeper. And I feel like, you know, um, I, I get try to travel quite a bit whenever I have a chance. And I visited so many places. And I feel like there is not a place in the universe, at least where I've been, uh, that really has as much life as New York does. I feel like that's the city that never sleeps. Of course, we know mm-hmm. um, that phrase. Um, and, you know, there's like a city of dreams and... Like, there are so many ways to describe it, but I feel like if you think about all of the species combined together, it will be life. It's 24-7. If you go all the way up to the Empire State Building and then you look down, you'll see, like, the lifelines. Yeah. And then you see cabs moving along and you'll see, like, tiny people again. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's there. It's mm-hmm. always there. That's really interesting. And I feel like at any time, it's it's something is happening it's alive exactly 
it can be like if you even say like 3.30 in the morning it sounds like to other parts of the world they're probably like you know sound asleep and it's really quiet but no New York something is happening at 3.30 on a Tuesday (laughs) (laughs) or Sunday at 5am like there was Mm -hmm. something going on at all hours so that's so interesting yeah yeah but then you also you can get everything you want in New York Mm -hmm. at any time of the day and that's why I get so frustrated let's say I go someplace (laughs) and I'm like well it's midnight but I really want that I don't know like slice of pizza right or I really want that ice cream and then I go and I'm like wait why aren't you open why everything is closed why all of the restaurants shut down at like 11 p.m on a Sunday (laughs) how could that be possible it seems ridiculous right (laughs) I know that's 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 what happens also when I travel and then I come back and I'm like oh to be able to like have everything so easily accessible yeah is definitely unique to New York exactly yeah so now that we kind of covered the basics of just like what you do and the city, I would like to shift gears to, of course, the more serious component of this podcast. And I know you've listened to some of the other episodes, so I appreciate that. Um, so I feel like you you see this coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically going to ask you what keeps you up at night. And I'm just curious because we've never had this conversation. Obviously, we've had you know talk about work and just like what we're up to but i'm talking about just like getting into like basically (laughs) your head and your thoughts i'm Mm -hmm. just curious to know what are some of your concerns or just what's been bothering you recently or not necessarily at this moment because you can be you know we go through phases Mm -hmm. so you could be at a high right now and you're just loving life but i'm sure you've had recent downs as that's what life is all about so do you want to just tell me a little bit about you know, secrets, concerns. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, well, obviously I saw that coming, <laughs> just based on the topic of the podcast, <laughs> uh, all of the others that I've listened to. Um, but it's interesting because we kind of touched upon that early in the conversation, you know, when we started talking about uh, really always have an opportunity to dream and mm-hmm. never stop believing in yourself and really dreaming and making your dreams come true. So I feel like that's, kind of what's been on my mind a lot um, and you know for me um, as a person who didn't grow up here who may not have had access to many things that New Yorkers usually tend to have or people in the United States have uh, for me it's always been so important to really keep believing in myself and really persevere and push forward to really get something in this you know like in this life in my life as a New Yorker in my career in my personal life um so you know um i just feel like um the sort of like the advice you know for me like now uh thinking uh like reflecting on the past i really like i wish i could go back like maybe 10 15 years in time and really ingrain this thought into my head that everything is possible because i feel like um oftentimes we tend to doubt ourselves and we um, have thoughts like oh maybe this is not for me and maybe I'm not good enough mm-hmm. and maybe this is uh, not something I deserve or maybe this is uh, too much of a challenge or too hard of a task but in fact I don't think it's true you know and um, of course I'm sure there will be many other challenges along the way that I will look at and be like oh my god <laughs> maybe this is not right for me maybe this is not what I'm cut to do um, but I feel like overall, uh, if I could go
go back I would definitely try to change my mindset as much as I could because um there are just I I feel like I've been holding myself back a few times and just like always thinking you know like oh but this is like I, I should probably take a step back and really uh leave by my means and like really uh kind of like do what I know or do what I'm like like certainly certain about mm-hmm. Uh, but I, and I feel like I missed some opportunities when I was thinking like that. So for me, it's, as I said, New York is a city of opportunities, and I really want to uh, be more open to the universe <laughs> and hopefully uh, get something out of that and really not be um, afraid and really take up the challenges. And maybe, you know, if there is an opportunity that could sound a bit too crazy, but it doesn't hurt to give it a try. I feel like the worst thing that can happen is that you're not gonna succeed or maybe someone will say no but that's really the worst thing and at the end of the day you're not losing much and you just can uh, keep moving in a different direction or maybe you can find another idea to uh, develop and grow but yeah I guess uh, that's what I've been thinking a lot recently. I have the mindset of when you start to expand your mind to just again like what you were saying all the opportunities in the world you become more open and open one to opportunities but like your belief of your potential drastically expands Mm -hmm. but when you have a closed-minded perspective of like what you can achieve or like what is possible then of course like your your mind of that is limited do you know what I mean so I feel like recently I've been learning again to to dream bigger because Mm -hmm. no dreams are like too big right and of course there's room for improvement and there's going to be um failure along the way but in a way that's necessary to succeed Mm -hmm. so i wanted to know when you were saying that you weren't you were maybe doubtful in the past do you think that stemmed from the fact that you were in maybe like you know what i mean like born here or was it more just like a lack of confidence um i think it's a combination you know it's just like certain things you know like i um when I first came to the U.S., I went to a community college, and, you know, there were different uh, reasons behind it. Like, one of them was a financial reason. I wanted to save some costs. Uh, it was also was like very convenient with my schedule, so I could also have a part-time job on top of that to pay my bills and all of that. And then when I graduated, I had a 4.0 GPA, and I had this dream that, you know, I can easily get into Columbia University. And, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, wait, but, like, People like there are so many, like, so many more people who are much smarter. Maybe may, like many people who are much more hardworking. Uh, people have Columbia University in mind for like decades before they can actually get there. Uh, so you know, I went for the orientation session. Uh, financially, it was not right for me at that time. Uh, but now looking back, I'm thinking, what if I just put all of the doubts aside and I just went for it? And I, I really think I could have been. Uh, successful at that I mean again now I feel like uh, my education was also very good I graduated from Baruch College here in the city Um, so I think it was great and it gave me wonderful opportunities it gave me a great start in my career I met wonderful professors and fellow students and I actually still volunteer and mentor Mm -hmm. students from Baruch Um, so I think it was like things happened the way for they did reason. and they yeah. happened for a reason so I don't regret that but I still feel like you know I should probably not hold myself back and like really go for it and who knows 
may, maybe it wouldn't be as great or maybe it would be so much right. better. But you, you don't know unless you try. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the benefit. And you have the mentality of like now moving forward, you are going to you know take chances and say yes to opportunities. But with that experience, you've also learned how to you know use that and like move forward with your life. So I think there's pros and cons and it's all about perspective. Exactly. Yeah, it really depends on how you look at things. And, you know, for me, I didn't see not going to Columbia University as a roadblock or as a disadvantage. I, you know, like, if anything, I feel like I worked so much harder when I was at Baruch College to really make it happen for me and really succeed and uh, get the best grades and get to network and get to know so much about the field of study that I was pursuing. Um, so, you know, I definitely look at it from a positive side. Uh, but, you know, I feel like when an opportunity comes, I just uh, say yes. <laughs> say yes. Don't hold yourself back. Right. Believe in yourself. Right. And no matter what the circumstances are, you know, of course there are different reasons. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are so many other talented people who may have some doubts. So maybe the circumstances are not right at this time. Uh, but I feel like um, dreaming and believing in yourself. Um, just knowing your worth and like truly uh, not just blindly thinking that y- you're worth it, mm-hmm. but like really doing everything like possible. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you know that you've done 100, 150, 200% and above, then, you know, just believing in yourself that it's going to work out in your favor. Such a great advice. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like you, yeah, I feel like you spoke a lot about just things that you're passionate about. So I wanted to talk about the confessions aspect, and I think it's somewhat, it can be related to what keeps you up at night, or it can be something totally unrelated. I'm not, I just don't want to, like, be repetitive. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, some sometimes you can connect the stuff that you, that are bothering you to, like, you know, a confession or a deep secret that you have. But if you were to complete the sentence of, like, my confession is what would that be? And again, I want to preface, I do this in every episode, (laughs) but I want my guests to be extremely comfortable and this is like a safe environment. I just want to chit-chat about it. And I think that, you know, even for me, like when when I said my confession, I got feedback with people saying they had no idea or that Mm -hmm. they were wishing me just like best wishes and just like, thank you so much for sharing. So in a broader perspective, I always believe that it's, going to be helpful for like a future listener or somebody listening now mm-hmm. so do you have a confession to share <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I mean um as I was speaking before but I guess like that was like more of a broader like right. general term so but on the topic of everything is possible I really wanted to share an example and it's kind of like uh a story uh, rather than just, you know, oh, I have this going on. Uh, But, you know, growing up, well, no, let me preface that. Uh, This November, I ran my first marathon. Yes. And yeah, yeah. I actually, I didn't see you specifically, (laughs) but I was there, uh, like rooting, cheering on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, No, I, after mile 20, I did not see anyone. So I. (laughs) I said that's, what's the term? Like the road? The, the, the wall, right? That's the wall that you guys hit when you guys hit mile 20. Yeah, about yeah. mile 20. I feel like that's everyone's big Breaking. thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I've never been a runner. I, I started running two years ago, exactly. On the day of the marathon was exactly two years since I ever even tried running. And, uh, you know, when I was in school growing up, 
I, well, like maybe I was like five or six, I was into figure skating, so I did a little bit of sports here and there. Uh, but then when I was in school, like PE lessons, I was notorious for skipping them. Me too. <laughs> I I went to a doctor to get like an official uh, prescription right. saying that she cannot do that <laughs> and she should be at the library just like taking yeah. care of the books or doing some easier stuff. There should be no physical, um, mm, you know, right. uh, like madness that happens at the PE lessons. So, and uh, I kind of, went along with it for all of the time and you know like in my like late teens early 20s I'm like oh maybe I'll try the yoga studio or maybe I'll do some pilates but very very leisurely and occasionally so I like I got laid off from uh, my previous job that was uh, I think it was early November 2016 and literally two days later was New York City Marathon and my husband and I, we lived very close by to the area where all of the runners were passing by, and we, uh, we went to cheer uh, for all of the runners because, you know, it was Sunday, we had nothing to do, I didn't have a job, so, you know, <laughs> nothing was keeping me up at night back then for sure. <laughs> um, and as we were cheering, I, I was literally glued to that sidewalk for almost two hours, and I was clapping until my palms started to hurt, and I was just fascinated by the energy, and I feel like it was contagious, so I got infected by that wonderful energy from New York City Marathon, and then uh, when the next day came, I'm like, well, now, no one's probably hiring right before the holidays, it was like almost mid, like early to mid-November, mm -hmm. and I was thinking to myself, so now I have all of, the all of the time in the world, and maybe I should find a way to not just physically get back in shape, but then also mentally to, you know, keep me uh, feel important, keep me feel uh, useful, empowered, right? useful, mm -hmm. and to really get my thoughts off like that situation that I've been going through. Um, and little by little, I had a gym membership that I, well, it was uh, just sitting there. I <laughs> would probably touch it like once mm -hmm. a year before and then like, well, now it's time to get the value out of mm -hmm. the membership card. So I started going to the local gym and little by little, I was like hitting the treadmill five minutes at a time, 10 minutes at a time, 15 minutes at a time. And then little by little, I got myself like almost up to an hour. And I felt, well, you know, if I can do an hour on a treadmill, I should probably just stop uh, hitting the treadmill and maybe sign up for a race. So at least it feels a bit more competitive. It feels a bit more exciting. And I did. And I signed up for uh, my first half marathon, uh, which was at the end of April of 2017. So literally. That is so impressive. <laughs> I want to say, I mean, we had this conversation before too, because I didn't know you you ran the marathon at the time. Right. But I was, when, when you're watching it, it is so true. It is so fascinating. And it's so inspiring. And then I feel like every spectator has that one moment where they are envisioning themselves mm -hmm. running it. Because 100%. there's no way you can't envision that when you see so many other people running with different, again, circumstances, right? Of age, background, like everything. If they can do it, like so mm -hmm. can I. And for full disclosure, I am not a runner at all either. I, don't, I mean, I don't want to say I hate running, but... I don't know if I have the endurance <laughs> to just like withstand that, but it just goes to show that if you put your mind to it and you begin slow, you can obviously do it. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, yeah. so finish your story. Yeah, Sorry no, for you, interrupting. Like, you've been reading my mind. Like, this is exactly what I was thinking when I was, like, standing there and watching because, you know, like, in my mind, because I was never into sports. I was never even, like, participating or cheering or any of that. And in my mind, an athlete was, like, that muscular, lean person, mm-hmm. super athletic, who can do pretty much anything, kind of like that superwoman or superman. And definitely, I would never consider myself as such. Um, so, yeah, and I signed up for my first half marathon. And along the way, I was really uh, trying so hard and kind of way too hard because um, two weeks before my first half marathon, I felt a crazy, crazy pain in my hip. And I didn't know what it was. So, you know, I, and it was so painful to the point I couldn't even get up. And then I went to CDMD and they said, oh, don't you worry. Um, why don't you take uh, ibuprofen for your pain relief and uh, you'll be fine. And I said, well, I have a half marathon coming up in two weeks. And they're like, oh, you'll be fine. Just follow the prescription. And I did just that. And uh, I did well. I did it within my time, uh, what I was planning to do. And then I did uh, another half marathon a month later. So I was on a roll. I was feeling so excited, but the pain was not going away. Wait, so so when you were running, did you feel this pain at all? Well, I was on ibuprofen, so I didn't feel much of a pain up until maybe mile eight, eight and a half. And then, of course, I started to feel the pain, but then I was already running on runner's high, so that was soothing it up a little bit. But yes, when I was finishing, I I was in pain. Um, But I felt like, you know, it just, it will go away. There is nothing that cannot go away. Like, why? Like, there Mm -hmm. is nothing wrong with me. So I went to see a sports medicine doctor and he took the x-rays and he said, you are crazy. (laughs) Now, from now on, you cannot run a race. I'm like, what do you mean you cannot run a race? I I already signed up for so many and I want to qualify for the marathon. And he said, well, you can walk the race, but not run the race. You have a stress fracture. Oh my God. So yeah, that was uh, quite a setback. And, um, you know, as as an enthusiastic runner, as a beginner, of course, I really wanted to go all in and get my excitement out and get out all of my energy. But I had to walk the races, <laughs> which which was so embarrassing at first. But at the end of the day, I was like, well, th- I'm doing it for myself. And if I don't care, of, don't take care of myself right now, then what's the point in all of that? I'm definitely I'm not going for the world record. I'm not going for the medal, like the Olympic medal or anything of that kind. I'm doing it for myself. And, uh, you know, I need to have my priorities in order. If my goal is the marathon the following year, then this is what I should be uh, doing and really being fair to my body. So, yeah, long story short, my bone healed. Um, And, yeah. Just naturally? You just needed to, like, take a break? Yeah, yeah. I took a bit of a break. Uh, I did some exercises here and there just to strengthen the muscles and strengthen the bones. Um, but yeah, and I mean, when I started training for the marathon, as a person who's never been running, even thinking of a marathon distance was unattainable, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I, when I was telling my friends, like, no one could believe me because th- that's not how they used to know me. Like, for them, that's not who I was. And, uh, you know, even my family and my close friends are like, oh, my God, I don't know how you do that. Like, are you sure? (laughs) Are you sure you're doing that? Like, are you sure you want to do that? Um, But I feel like, uh, you know, back to our conversation, nothing is really impossible. And um, 
I, I finished strong. And I mean, I kind of don't believe it right now that I did it, but I, I feel like this is one of the examples uh, overall that if you really want something, the universe helps you first, but then you, like, you, you just should go for it. It's like no matter what other people say, no matter what's on your mind, no matter what you think or you used to think, you know, you're not the same person who you used to be, uh, I don't know, five years ago, 10 years ago, or even a month ago. And if someone is like really trying to uh, say, oh, but you've never been to a PE class before, so what? You know, you, you can really be an example of how someone who's probably never been to a PE class before just completed a marathon. Mm -hmm. And uh, today I'm signing up for New York City Marathon 2019. Oh my God, <laughs> I'm gonna make sure I see you this time. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that story. I don't wanna put words in your mouth because I, I understand that that was like such a, a powerful, you know, story and life-changing experience. So how do you, I guess, tie that in with like a confessional? Is it, is it like, again, I don't want to complete it for you, but is yeah. it more of the fact that like you completed this marathon and nobody had, or or most likely people didn't really know what you've been through to get there? Uh, that, that's a part of it. But I feel like um, in addition to that, it's just believing in yourself. Um, and, you know, this is what I um, always tell my mentees. I, I mentioned I uh, mentor mm -hmm. a couple of um, students in my college. And, you know, when, uh, when you don't know if this is a bit of an unknown territory, it, you may not know the details, you may not know the circumstances, but I feel like the only thing that you can do is really believing in yourself and giving it a try. You know, so I, I did not know what Marathon was all about, but I decided to just go out there and do it. And I mean, so what if I had to like start walking and probably mm -hmm. I wouldn't finish within my target time, but maybe I finished like an hour later, but so what? This was all about trying and really giving it a chance and uh, just really enjoying yourself and having a good time because it's not just about the actual race, it's about the effort that you put in, it's about the discipline, it's about- It's a journey. It's a journey, <laughs> it's about who you are becoming as you know, you're going through uh, the months of training and uh, you know, you get to meet wonderful people. You get to experience new places. I, you know, when we were in Korea. Yeah, was... that's why I had no idea. <laughs> like, we were in Korea, and I think, how many weeks were you out from the marathon at that time? Uh, two. That's crazy. <laughs> and I remember we would, tr I mean, I would be in the gym, and I would see you, and you would yeah. run. But I just thought you were just, like, for regular exercise. And yeah. then, like, <laughs> a month later, I find out you ran the marathon. It's, it's insane. And honestly... It's so inspiring. I mean, and I just want to set a goal for myself. Like, I hope to, like, you know, complete it too before, before I don't know what age. But, yeah, eventually I think I want to, you know, <laughs> pursue that and you should do marathon it. journey. And, and you should definitely do that. Yeah. And I'm sure you will enjoy. And, you know, like, yes, as I was saying, like, you explore different places. Like, I ran around Seoul, like, I uh, the day before you guys arrived. Mm -hmm. Uh, I woke up at like 7 in the morning. I'm like, well, I'll go for a run. I don't know where I'm going. You're going to have my GPS <laughs> yeah. on. And um, I just ventured out. And people were looking at me like I was a crazy person because <laughs> it was not a common thing in Seoul. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, uh, I explored the city in a, such a different way. And then I came back home literally a week before the marathon. So I was still jet lagged <laughs> until Friday. Oh my, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, that's, but hats off to you though. <laughs> thank you. But I really feel like it's uh, it's all about uh, having a goal and uh, really taking baby steps or maybe not so baby steps, but really 
doing everything possible to achieve that and i think it all starts from like believing in who you are and what you can do and sometimes you don't know what you can do because i feel like uh you know again you have your like certain mindset and some sort of an opinion about uh your capabilities and your talents and your skills but sometimes you don't know and if you push that boundary further there are so many different things that you can uncover and discover and really find a new you that's such a good way to kind of wrap this up <laughs> so i just want to take a moment to acknowledge your presence and your energy and for your openness to this podcast and for sharing your story um I think it's important to express my gratitude because I think time is super, super, super valuable in a New York resident or New York, <laughs> you know, New Yorker's life. I know you have a lot going on. So for you to pencil this in is something that I am super, I appreciate a lot. And I also appreciate our relationship. I feel like we have such a good balance of like being friends, but also, you know, touching a little bit about like work and all that. And you have been super supportive of me so thank you for that thank you marianne it was such a pleasure and uh, i mean i still can't believe i just recorded my first <laughs> podcast <laughs> that's a milestone for yes, sure check that off you're gonna remember me for the rest of your life <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um you know thank you so much for your friendship and for being um an excellent person to work with always a thank joy you. and always a pleasure and for the positive energy you send out to the world i hope it is coming back to you in I, a positive yeah, I way think so yeah. i believe in the universe yeah for sure yeah. Um, so on one one more thing, what are you currently up to? It's 2019. Um, do you have any like personal like goals or projects you want to share or just, I don't know, what yeah. are you up to? So my husband and I, we just moved into a new place about <gasps> half so a year exciting. ago. So mm -hmm. we are still considering ourselves new. Right. Um, it's a bit of a different thing because we, uh, well, technically... Uh, we moved out of the city. We're in Westchester County mm -hmm. now. So, but, you know, I still do have a relationship with the city because that's where right. my office is. So I'm kind of like in and out. Mm -hmm. uh, not really a marriage, but a relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. So we have this new place in Hartsdale, New York. And uh, we, you know, we've been there for half a year, but I feel like it's still work in progress. It's never a dull moment. So we are trying to make it cozy and make it our little nest. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping I'll get a dog this Aww. year. <laughs> I'm dreaming yeah. of a Pomeranian. Oh my God, they're so cute. <laughs> I know, I know. So I hope it will happen. I've been dreaming about it for a very long time. So hopefully 2019 is the year. Um, what else? Um, so yes, Marathon 2019, that's coming up. So and I really wanted to take my athletic adventures to the next level. So I signed up for swimming. Oh, okay. So. Good. Because, I mean, not, I mean, I don't know how to swim. I need to do that as well. <laughs> well, you know, I could probably survive if I was, like, thrown into no, the I water. No, I can't. I would just drown. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm learning. I'm practicing some strokes. I don't know what it will lead to. I'm uh -huh. trying not to really kind of, like, go ahead of myself. Right. I'm like, okay, one step at a time. But we'll see. That's so exciting. I yeah. mean, I need to get on that for sure. Let me know how that goes. Yes. <laughs> okay, so thank you so much so much again for being on and i hope you guys enjoy this episode and stay tuned for next week as we'll be having more coming for you guys okay thank you <laughs>